For transcripts, go to bit.ly forward slash read underscore A-S-T or the first link in the show notes. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land it is produced on. Sovereignty was never ceded. I'm Eamon Connolly, and this week on One Letter Better, I'm joined by Sammy Matafilio and Ursula Huxtable. They can both be found on Queer Dungeoneers, a fantasy actual play podcast with an all-queer cast that's as ridiculous as it is heartfelt. So, let's roll out the welcome snakes and prepare for the revolution. It's One Letter Better! And welcome to the show. I have Sammy and us with me, and they've prepped two pieces of information for a segment and for the main game of the show, which I'm calling Letter Betterers. But first, I'd like to introduce our hot topic, which is Dark Souls. So you two have prepped your adjustments for this title. Definitely extensively, totally. Yeah, yeah, I've done some real research and some real soul searching and I think I've come up with three hot candidates, so... What's funny, I've also come up with three hot candidates. Let's see if they're all the same. If they're the same, I will write. If you could just break me off a little bit of a taste of your like your favourite one so far. Because this may change by the end of the thing as you earn bonus points. Okay, well I'd like to begin with... Dork Souls. Oh. <laughs> nice. It's the same. It's the same? It's the same. <laughs> Excellent. What have you got us? I feel like mine's way too sincere now. <laughs> what is yours? I had Park Souls. Park Souls? Mm. What happens there? It's about getting lost in a national park with friends and finding yourself. Oh, nice. Very... Night in the Woods-esque. Oh, is it a game? It would be a game. That's really nice. Those are both really good, but I assume that you'll probably find something else at the end of it because hopefully you'll earn some various bonus letters throughout the episode. Um, We have two segments to start off with. The first... Let's jump straight into our first segment, which is called Dadvice. Oh, dear. I mean, look... I don't know. I don't like every dad, but is a vice really necessary? I'm scared. <laughs> we get that joke every time. <laughs> yes, we are going to be... Look, if you want the show that crushes dads, you're going to have to look for a different podcast. Make it yourself. Do you really get that joke every time? The one other time I did this version of the show, yeah. Wow. So every time, yeah. Um, so in this game, each player attempts to fill in the missing words in a piece of advice a dad once gave. <laughs> oh dear. So we'll start with Sammy. This comes from uh, mensjournal.com and it's life advice from famous dads. Um, and this was Martin Short's dad. I don't know who Martin Short is, but sounds like a real person. You know, Marty, the key to life is to do the what thing. The key to life is to do the third thing. So the first thing you think of, you're going to want to just put that aside. The second thing, okay, getting better. And then the third thing is going to really cut through. It's going to be really original. I like that. I'm going to give you a bonus slider for that. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so what do you reckon? Uh, 
See, the first thing that popped into my head is to do the bright thing and not like the bright thing is in like the smart thing. The bright thing is in like whatever sheds the most light on anything. Just like strap a torch to your head and walk around with it. But I don't know. I'm not very good at these games. Uh, that's still valid. Like that's a like the thing with advice is that it's easily misconstrued as something that's actually valid. Yes. Mm. There was a uh, a piano player I was watching on a YouTube video. I completely forget who it was, but they said that another famous piano player once told them not to play the butter notes, <laughs> and they just took that advice and ran with it and just like lived their good life and like became a better piano player because of it. But they actually misheard them. And the person actually said not to play the bottom notes. This reminds me of a math teacher I had in high school who told us to watch out for bear traps in maths. So it's when you're multiplying and there's a secret negative in there. So when you're multiplying, you gotta, if you don't take the negative into consideration, you've fallen into the bear trap. I just wish you'd put less bear traps in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn was rough here. <laughs> but, you know, uh, the... The actual um, advice was the key to life is to do the decent thing. Uh, you can aim a bit higher. Yeah. yeah. I, like, <laughs> I do really like the third thing. Okay, this one is from a different website and it is for us. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Nobody likes a what? Nobody likes. <laughs> this feels too mean. A podcaster. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, because every podcaster I know has about 10 different ideas for stuff that they're never going to fucking do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Myself included. Sammy, what do you think? If you say you're going to do something, space, new line, nobody likes a cop. Okay, it's just two separate pieces of advice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're allowed to divide the advice. Um. I will give you a bonus letter, us, because I feel threatened. <laughs> but the actual advice was from Bob. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Nobody likes a bullshitter. Ah, oh, okay. This sounds like a man who just, like, stumbled into the house and, like, saw that you didn't wash a cup or something. Yeah. It also sounds like it needs to be, like, in, like, a New York accent, set in a New York accent. <laughs> us. People are... What? Frogs. No. Um, doomed? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I want to frame it for, like, useful advice. So, I need to get in the head of this a little bit. So, is this advice from a dad to a son or child? I just assumed son because it feels like really, like, after the football game. like, Or is it from, like, one father to another prospective father? Or is it just from a dad to anyone who will listen desperately in a bar? <laughs> uh, I think this specific one is from a dad to his daughter. People are what? People are wrong. <laughs> what was yours again, Us <laughs> Doomed. <laughs> listen, kid. People are doomed. We're people all doomed. Are, people are wrong. You just got to make your own happiness with the life and the time that you're given. People are actually people. Profound. Incredibly. I'm, I'm, this has changed my entire outlook, especially as a biologist. 
All right, this next segment is called Freudian Ship. So each player has chosen two fictional character names and secretly decided their ship name. The other players are going to have three chances to guess your specific order and combination of the relationship name. Okay, Sammy, so what are your character names? So my character names are Baby Yoda and the Shrek Babies. Oh no! So is that the Shrek Babies? Yes. Baby Yoda and the Shrek Babies. Okay. Including the the? It could do. You need to specify which words are included if you include all of them. Okay, fine. Shrek Babies. Okay, cool. Excellent. <laughs> I don't use the the. The the is not included. I just keep wanting to say, like, keep wanting to say something to do with, like, green. It's not easy being green, but it's not how this works. No. No, there is a beautiful thematic link, and I do think that I just think if Baby Yoda did meet the three babies from Shrek, there would be something there. They'd get on swimmingly. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any idea what this name should be? Oh, God. I feel like baby's got to stay complete, but I also feel like Sammy wouldn't let us get away with that so easily. It's not like Shrek baby's Yoda. <laughs> That's one attempt. Was it right? That was not correct. <laughs> Shrek Babies Yoda. <laughs> uh, Baby Yoda, Shrek Babies. I'm going to go with Baby Babies. No. <laughs> it's like Baby Yuck. Like yuck. No, I don't think that would be it. Is that right, Sammy? No. I'm going to take that and use it as inspiration for my answer, which is baby shrek no you two have both been very close <laughs> oh, no you need to combine your powers it's us your turn i think i've got it for the reference <laughs> <laughs> baby wreck babies can you re can you say baby wreck babies <laughs> I'm sorry, no, you don't have it. Eamon, what is yours? <laughs> I'm thinking it's Baby Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn it. Was I close? All right, Sammy, what is it? It was Baby Yak Babies. God damn it. <laughs> but Ursula was very close. You said Baby Yak and you said Baby Babies. <laughs> damn it. Together you had the correct answer. All right. Never did they meet. <laughs> All right, Ursula, what have you got? What are your characters? Keeping with the video game theme, I've got Carthonassi and Solid Snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'll go first so that Sammy has to go last. I'm thinking, well, I'm just going to go Cartho Snake. No. Carthonass Snake. No. Can I have the names another time? Carthonassi and Solid Snake. Snassy. No. Solid snarth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eamon's on the right track. I'm going to say snolid nake. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Snow nassy. No. I think that was all the attempts. It was sulk. Oh, snassy. So <laughs> I feel like Eamon should get half a point. Like sulk snazzy. Because he's sulky. I don't know who that is. No, I think Karth is sulky. And I get the impression that Solid Snake is snazzy, but I've also never played those games. I do like that 
name though. That's good. Yeah, mm. see, because most people don't put the start of one name at the end of the other name. So I was like, mm. Nice. Just like the doctor at the hospital looking at someone picking the name for their child. Huh, yeah, you know, some a lot of people don't put the first half of the first name at the end of the last name. <laughs> Bold choice. All right, that does it for our first two segments. We're going to go to a break and then come back with two more segments and our hot topic. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I've just come from the boardroom where me and Ange were discussing a very important matter about bees and jam. If you want to hear that conversation, go to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, I'd like to thank Owen Piper for being the first season two patron for One Letter Better. Owen has unknowingly been subscribed to the Patreon for uh, over a year maybe almost two years, and I didn't notice, and he didn't notice, I guess, but I appreciate it a lot, and I'll get you either some merch or some coins. If you'd like to join Owen, you'll get access to things like our Discord server, bonus content like animatics for upcoming episodes with little bits that I just really enjoyed and had to make a tiny animation of, voting power in polls about the pre-production of the show for future episodes, and digital and even physical nudge in the future, especially on the higher tiers. So if that sounds exciting to you, go to patreon.com forward slash one letter better and join one of the tiers. You can't join Owen's tier. There's only one slot for Owen. So if you'd like to take Owen's tier, you're going to have to wait for Owen to leave. And he's been here for a while. So I don't think he's going anywhere, but we'll see. Did you actually make Owen's tears sold out? Yeah, there's only one slot for being. <laughs> like, if Owen leaves, you can come in and be the new Owen, of course. When we started this journey, I was just a dropout from the College of Arcanists. Some girl who could turn into animals. A pickpocket looking for answers. I was a swan. But along the way, I found hope. Love. Family! I found out I can turn into a giant worm. Okay, look, Signana, I... What? He's right! But it's really not fitting in with the tone of what we're going for here. I mean, we're all talking about... Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. I can turn into a worm. Oh, forget it. All right, we're back and we have another segment. This one is called... Bird Association. Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, am I allowed to swear on this show? You get one. I've done two. Disqualified. I win. <laughs> You're let off the hook. One player thinks of a bird and what they associate with it. Then they tell the other players what their bird is and everyone shares what it makes them think of and why. Ursula, what is your bird? Magpies. Sammy, what is the first thing you think of when you hear magpies? I think of home. My mum hoards... Magpies. <laughs> um, she lures them in with food, and basically, there's this magpie flock, and it's like tripled in numbers since my mum has deigned to care about them. And it's like an omen, but it feels like a good omen. At their peak, I think we counted about 60 magpies. It was wild. It was insane. And every so often, they just abandon for somewhere else, but then they always seem to come back. 
Well, they were, it was the breeding season. No, and then they left. no, no. They went. It was, a, it was a grudge. They had to go do their taxes or whatever. <laughs> Sammy, what is your bird? Wait, how do we win? What do you mean? How do we win this segment? By surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Albatross. Ooh. Oh, so what does that make you think of? The zoo. Why? Because they take in albatross and they rear them back to health and they release them. And also that was on the TV show we were watching last night. <laughs> it was about Taronga and they had an albatross. I think of Rescuers Down Under, the old movie, where a bunch of rats climb on a bird and they fly to Australia. Do they climb on an albatross? Yes. That's a good pick because they actually so. migrate quite far. Yeah. I also thought of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I also thought of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner too. That's such a bummer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Ursula, give me one more bird. One more bird. Willy Wagtail. Sammy, what are your thoughts on that? I've been cursed by the word Willy and the arrangement of W's and all I can think of is that horrible chocolate wizard. <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> he wants my dreams. <laughs> Like a Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory remake in the style of like Bojack Horseman and he's just a bird, but like a humanoid bird. But he's like the only one. Birds shouldn't eat any chocolate, especially not that much chocolate. They can have little of chocolate as a snack. No. No. Can they? No. (laughs) Ah. No. No. Probably not. Almost no. I'm I'm gonna say no. I have nothing for Willy Wagtail. Sammy, give me your final bird. My final bird is an egret. Hmm. E-G-R-E-T. That's not how you spell it. Yeah, that's a quality bird I'm looking at right there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so what does it conjure in your mind immediately? Cattle. Cattle? There's a species of egret called the cattle egret, and they're often seen around cows. Do they, like, pick the, like, fleas off the back of the cows or whatever? I don't. No, actually, no. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe they do. If you had to eat an egret, would it be a good experience or would you be full of regret? So, I know that's just a pun, but I do have a confession to make at this time because my soul is heavy. I don't know what an egret is. I just remembered it was a type of bird. Well, that's better than the alternative end of that sentence, which is you once ate an egret and you regret it. Sharky, it's a kind of heron. A conspicuous species, the cattle egret has attracted many common names. These mostly relate to its habit of following cattle and other large animals, as it is known variously as cow crane, cow bird, or cow heron, or even elephant bird or rhinoceros egret. But why are they there? The cattle egret is a popular bird with cattle ranches for its perceived role as a biocontrol of cattle parasites such as ticks and fleas. Yes! I don't have an interface for giving myself a bonus letter, so I'll just keep that one in my mind. Um, You have an interface? Yes. You get little stars every time you get a bonus letter. You have a rating out of 10 that will judge your soul at the end of the world. What's my rating so far? I think you're both still on one. All right, we have our final segment before we jump into the hot topic, and it is called Port Mansplain. (laughs) One player is given a portmanteau and must immediately explain what they think it means, whether they know or not. Each other player then takes turns chiming in with, well, actually, and gives their own explanation. Finally, I'll chime in and give the real explanation. So, Sammy, Mm. your portmanteau is selfish. C-E-L-L, fish. Okay, yeah, a selfish 
So if you're in jail, they realized it was a lot cheaper to just keep a little pool of water in there. You can use it for cleaning up your face. You can use it for drinking and you can use it for growing your little selfish. Uh, and then when you get hungry for a little bit of a snack, you just take one of those selfish out of there and you eat it. Uh, it's becoming unpopular these days because um, a lot of people don't eat fish. They might be allergic. They might not be okay with eating animals. And what can I say? The government has been very slow in reacting to these problems. They were raised 30 years ago and no significant changes have been made. So the selfish endures. Can I give you a bit of constructive criticism on your delivery? What? You have to sound more self-assured and like you're really educating someone who knows absolutely nothing about the topic. But, you know, good try. I'm sure you get it. Oh, yeah. What? Do you think you know better than me? Do you think you know something about selfish that I don't know? I don't. Do I? Yes. Yeah, that's the idea of the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Ashla, just I'll just explain the game to you really I'm quickly. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'll just... So, the idea of the game is that I'm going to explain the thing and you're going to explain it better than I did, okay? So, that's your go. <laughs> I'll give you both. Good luck. You can both have a bonus letter for this role play session that you've created out of this game. Ursula, you need to correct Sammy on what your version of what this thing is by jumping in with, well, actually. Well, actually, you got the prison part, right? But the selfish is actually like a special kind of, you know, kites that they use in prison to like pass notes back. I'm sure you've heard of them, maybe. But like, it's when they're like exchanging commissary and instead of a kite, it was originally... Flying fish, but then they just shortened it to fish. Selfish. Well, those are both very good, but actually it's an individual who continues talking on their phone so as to be rude or inconsiderate of other people. So I think we both agree that you're wrong. Uh, yeah. That's not how this game works. <laughs> we have united. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula, your word is screenager. It's someone who's... In the last year or two years of high school or finishing school or whatever final stages of their education, maybe, who really, really believes with all their heart that they're going to get into film school when really they make the most mediocre crap, but no one's brave enough to tell them. Well, actually, I think what you'll find is that the screen age began first with the daguerreotype and actually continues to now. So we're all kind of screenagers if you think about it. That's to be opposed with the preenagers, which are people from before screens, uh, and the post-screenagers who are coming up when images will be melted directly into our minds. As a podcast listener, you listening right now are part of the post-screenage sort of event because you don't need a screen to get all this yummy, yummy wisdom. But nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Those are both very good, but actually it's the typical adolescent who indulges excessively in screen entertainment. You know how we're always talking about how we like screen entertainment? You're like, yes. hey, y'all, let's go chill at my house and have some screen entertainment. That's what I say. I say that. All the time. Sammy. Yeah. Your portmanteau is anticipointment. I mean, it's hard when I can already tell what the thing is, isn't it? Anticipointment is, of course, when you show up for an appointment that you booked months and months ago and you're really excited about it, but you're let down due to the sheer quantity of ants. You might have expected <laughs> a maximum of 10 ants, you know, maybe 15 on a bad day. There are 1,000, 2,000 ants. 
No one is having a good time. Your doctor is very concerned, but you're pretty sure that the ants aren't a you thing. It's a thing of the GP's practice, but they don't believe you. They send you home with antibiotics and you don't get your vaccine to at all. You see, that's actually a common misconception. It's anti-appointment. It's just another word for anti-vaxxers. That's it. Anti-sappointment. Yes. People started pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> the original pronunciation was anti-appointment. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Those are both very good. But the real answer is... When you anticipate disappointment. The letdown after hype gives way to reality. Okay, not quite. All right, that's all our segments for the episode. And now we'll go on to the hot topic. You two have prepared a few words, but we're going to give you some time to really think about your bonus points you have and see if you can make something different from what you started with. How many bonus points do I have, Eamon? So Sammy has three bonus letters and Ursula has three bonus letters. <laughs> You're tied for bonus letters. Wait, wait, wait. So does that mean I can do three changes or four changes? Four changes. Okay. Just let me write down Dark Souls so I can really visualize it. You've had a moment to think about it. But first, um, thanks so much for sending this word in. This one was sent in by First Time Caller. Thank you so much. They suggested Bark Souls. I said that. Dark Souls like Chew Souls. That's an illegal suggestion, but I'll allow it. I don't know. You don't know. Maybe they have a bonus letter. Okay, they got a bonus letter. All right. All right, First Time Caller. <laughs> I have some suggestions, but I'll let you know after you give me your updated ones. So, Ursula. What have you got for us? The first one is Parked Souls, about people who died in traffic jams. Oh, gosh. Um, and a curse to sit in traffic for all of eternity. Dank Rolls, another D&D podcast with an all-white, all-male cast. <laughs> and Pork Rolls, because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a winner. Pork Rolls gets it. Okay, I have one. The first one is... Sad owls. <laughs> what is that? Uh, so sad owls is made to sell the popular cleaning product to Twitchers, as it's called. That is not people who stream. That is people who love to count and catalog different types of birds. So that is sad owls. I think it's more of a pamphlet <laughs> than any other kind of thing. <laughs> I've got rat louse. Oh. It's a sort of a augmented reality game where you release the rat in your own home and you let it wreak havoc. <laughs> okay. You cannot hurt it. <laughs> and finally, I did find that if you switched the S and L in souls and then you got rid of the U and then you changed the R to a T and the K to an S, well, buddy, that's loss. Uh, so it's a point-and-click game about finding lost.jpg in every situation you can. <laughs> <laughs> can I take a letter away from Sammy? 
<laughs> what? You committed a crime. Um, I mean, those are all very good. Are they? You didn't seem happy. Sardales could also be like a bird cleaning product. Ooh, I like that. For your birds. I like that a lot. I gotta admit, I went hard on the coming up with the things and very easy on the coming up with what the things mean. <laughs> That's okay, because I was the other way around. <laughs> Which do you think is your favorite of your own ones? I feel like Rat Louse would be a really fun game to play with a family, especially if you got it delivered to someone else's home and they open it up and it's just a rat and it goes into their house and causes trouble. I thought this was a like a digital smartphone It's experience. an augmented reality game. There's really a rat in your house. Okay. <laughs> That's what it means. The augmented part is because you record it, right? Like there's an actual rat in your actual home. Well, it's augmented because your reality is better. This rat has a QR code on it that will make a real 3D rat appear above it. And that's why you can't hurt it, because you can't damage the QR code. No, it's just it'd be really mean. Oh, that too. Nice friendly rat. That too. That just wants to ruin everything. <laughs> holes in your socks, holes in your shoes, holes in your bag of wheat or whatever. You know, holes in things is the rat's ammo. So, like, you're bringing back a popular game from, like, the last five centuries. <laughs> like, we've been without it for a while. Yeah, I think it'll just help us connect to our roots and really... Maybe if you went to a landlord who doesn't allow pets and you order them rat louse to their home, then they'll suddenly understand why you should be allowed to keep a cat in your apartment. <laughs> you can have any pet in your house as long as you tell the landlord you don't want it there. <laughs> that you don't like it being in the house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there could be expansions. Dog louse, cat louse, horse louse. <laughs> Ursula, what did you have? What was your favourite one of the ones you have? My favourite is Dank Rolls because I'm sick of seeing new D&D podcasts <laughs> popping up on my Twitter feed every day. You can't yeah. say that they're our friends. So it'd be great if there was just like one really popular one called Dank Rolls. Yeah. We can just amalgamate all of them. Yes, that's such a good idea. Just have a monopoly. I think it is really critical that we'd roll all of these shows together as soon as possible. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, too far, too far. They have power. We took it too far. Okay. All right. I have one thing that I got like from Dark Souls that is worth submitting, which is Dark's Owls. Someone mm. called Dark, I guess. That's their last name, I suppose. There's a show just about their owls or something and the crimes they do. I'd watch that. I'm very interested in Dark and their owls. Oh, oh, can I say another one I got that yes. I'm not going to submit? Yeah, um, it's the sequel to Echo the Dolphin, the creepy game for the Sega machine. And it's just called Dorsal. That's a good one. <laughs> I love that. You're just like, why didn't you submit that, Sammy? Because, I don't know, it felt too normal. Incorrect. Hmm. What happens in this? Oh, Excellent. So that's it for our words and our segments. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. And thank you so much to Sammy and us for joining me today. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having us. And making us tea. It was very nice being here. But wait, who won? Who won, though? It's a competition and I need to know who won. I think you won. I oh, like rat louse. There's blood. <laughs> I need Eamon. I need Eamon to tell me the official. There's got to be like, have you set up a bot to analyze what we've said and tell who won? <laughs> um, like that way there's no feelings. You to put the transcript Just... in and then it'll spit out a winner. Yes. It's running the numbers now. It says that somehow a different challenger has won. I knew you were going to say that. Is Samus again? No, it's uh, Matt Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
This episode was produced by me, Eamon Connolly, with production assistance from Angel Fauchelevent. Thanks so much again to Sammy Matafilio and Ursula Huxtable for joining me. Our theme song is Here Comes a Good Boy by Louis Zong and the Barkin' Dogs. And until next time, keep it up. You are doing a great job.